Bye bye, buyers. Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about new? Uh, Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. All right, welcome to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Bora. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, welcome to The Geek Show, Memorial Day weekend. If this is your first time listening to The Geek Show, first of all, welcome. This is a show where we take a break from all the news, all the yelling. They call it News Talk Radio. I call this Geek Talk Radio. We're going to talk about video games, movies, TV shows, technology, a little bit of everything. Now, before I get into the housekeeping, I have to pull back the curtain a little bit and explain this, that I recorded this show way way early in the week because i took a couple days off this week i needed a little refresh i also do the morning show i'm the producer for greg and dan and trust me after spending a couple months hanging out with these guys constantly you would get a little crazy too so i'm taking a little break but i have a jam-packed show as always uh we have uh, the news of the week i got some technology news some interesting app news and a lot of hacking news in the world of hacking then we'll talk about some movies and some video games and then after that we take a break for news at the bottom of the hour and we come back i have it the ultimate list of lists i have the top 10 star wars films because it's memorial day weekend we have time to watch a bunch of movies i know a couple people who are watching the lord of the rings series back to back to back and star wars is definitely on this list i won't be jumping into that because i have a ton of shows i need to catch up on but I know that there are a lot of people out there, and I'm going to break it down. I feel like this is, will be one of the most controversial lists uh, that the Geek Show has ever done, and I'm anticipating some hate mail coming just because I have very interesting opinions on the Star Wars film. So I'll be breaking it down. You might be saying, well, Corey, there's only nine Star Wars films. Well, I am including the spinoffs, uh, Han Solo and Rogue One. I feel like there's another one out there, but I can't remember it on the top of my head. I'll break it down for you. It'll be very, very interesting. Uh, before we get into the news, I just have to promote it because I love it so much. It has nothing to do with the fact that I work here, but we have the 1470 WMBD app. It is awesome. Just go to any iOS or Android phone uh, or app store, and you'll be able to download it. What's really cool about it is that if you miss something, like let's say you had to tune out for a little bit and you jump back in and you're like, oh, I'm catching the tail end of the, the top 10 list. What if I want to hear the rest of it? Well, you, there's an on-demand section. You click on that. Boom, the Geek Show's right there. It's awesome. You can catch up on all the previous Geek Shows. And if you want to hear more of my beautiful voice, which, hey, I don't blame you at all. My voice is just uh, so soothing. <laughs> you can listen to the Greg and Dan Show After Party. It's a podcast I host with the guys that we talk about pretty much nothing. It is uh, funny. It is weird. It is bizarre. If you want to know more about me on a personal level and the guys on a personal personal level it's definitely something cool to check out so let's get into the news we're going to start off more serious and then go into the more fun stuff and in serious we got to talk about the government i know Corey, we're not talking about the government well we are in the aspect of technology and these are some big ones uh the fbi has successfully broke into a gunman's iphone but they're still very angry at apple so if you remember i think it was last year yeah december 2019 we talked about the Pensacola Naval Air Station and how there was a shooting at that time. And uh, I believe they killed the gunman and the police asked 
Apple, hey, can you break into this iPhone because we don't know the password? And Apple said no. They're like, we trust, well, not trust, we value the privacy of our individuals, and we're not going to do that. Now, before I go into it a little bit and give my personal take on it, I just want to put this up front. We're all adults here. I am no way supporting this person, this individual. He has ties to Al-Qaeda. He absolutely deserves to burn in the place where I hope he ends up in life. And uh, we're only talking about this on the privacy and technology aspect of it. That being said, I think it's absolutely awesome that Apple stood up and said, we are protecting the privacy and uh, the rights of our customers so we will not allow the fbi to steal our information or not steal it but uh, be able to break into our phones so easily uh during the press conference this week both william barr and the fbi director christopher ray both went out of their ways to say apple was not helpful at all they were very disappointed in apple and that they uh they didn't really hit anything negative towards apple besides the fact that hey what they did was bad and stupid and you shouldn't like them But in all honesty, if it's one thing that we all fight for, it's privacy. And if it's one thing I will fight tooth and nail for, it is our digital privacy. Because uh, once, as with everything, uh, whenever you give a little leeway, especially in the law department, everybody will keep pushing and pushing that, the rules, and bending it. Well, it's not really affecting this rule. We'll just bend it a little bit and talk about it. No, once you give them an opening, they'll take it. So the fact that Apple stood up and said, nope, we're not doing that is absolutely awesome. And you may be saying, well, Corey, why are you saying this for Apple? I'm not an Apple person at all. I I prefer this. I'm talking to you as an Android phone user. The fact that Apple stood up and said this, I think is awesome. Now, obviously, that was a terribly tragic event, and I don't want tragic events to be the 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 final push in regards to bending the rules and changing the rules. So as I said before, I'm in no way saying that uh, Apple did good to defect this to protect this terrorist right. No, not at all. But the fact that Apple is standing up and saying, no matter who you are, our customers' privacy is important, I think that's really cool. So the FBI was able to finally break into it and find out information. They said that, well, by Apple doing that, you are stopping us from potentially finding uh, people soon and fast and quick to help stop things like this from escalating. But uh, I'm just going to leave it at this. I think it's everybody's opinion to have their own opinion on this uh, this matter. But I think it's a good thing that Apple stood up for our rights. Uh, Next up. EasyJet is a big, huge airplane company in the UK. They announced this week that they had 9 million of their customers' uh, information were released online due to a highly sophisticated attack, and 2,208 individuals had their credit card details accessed by the company. Hacking's here. Uh, We all just need to keep an eye on our credit card statements and be aware of companies that we use frequently to keep an eye on hacking. What's very interesting out of all of this Uh, COVID stuff as we stay home and use technology more and more, it's really emphasizing more and more how important our uh, protection needs to be online. Uh, It's so easy just to choose the easy stuff to do, like uh, the password, one, two, three, four, or the password being password. That's so easy to do. It's the easy stuff that people will take advantage of because they know we're all lazy, so they'll use any opportunity to break into Uh, the walls of privacy that we have. And that goes with government. I always say, uh, tinfoil hat, Corey, the government is always 10 steps, it feels like even more, uh, behind in the world of technology. And 
We need to catch up because the world of technology is always advancing and moving faster and faster, and we need to keep ahead of that instead of behind it. Um, I think one of the biggest things uh, that we learned during COVID uh, came out with this unemployment stuff. So that leads me into this story. Uh, so uh, they made Illinois made a, a, a portal where people filing for unemployment can go to. And when it first launched, it crashed and a lot of people were not able to access it. I've talked about this for years now. I want to go back to video games. I know. How are we getting from unemployment portals to video games? Well, let me explain. So when video games first made the transition to fully online, uh, they would release a game. And day one, usually day two of the game's release, the game would crash and servers would crash and you were unable to play the game. Why? Because it had a boatload of people jumping on to play that game day one. Obviously, as uh, the days go on, it's the, the curve starts to go down because people are going back to their regular lives. But this showed a lot of people, hey, we need to stress test our products and make sure that when we launch things, that people aren't able to just crash it because of the amount of people. Well, then flash forward 10 years to the year 2020, and we're seeing prime examples like crazy of this falling apart. We have the unemployment portal in Illinois, but there's a second story to that. We'll get to a second. But the prime example is the uh, the Democratic primary where they decided to use an app that they never stress test before during such a critical event as the elections. Because if it's uh, anything that we've learned in this time of COVID is misinformation is everywhere. And when you uh, have a big source of mystery in regards to the election and electing people for the Democratic uh, ticket, it only helps when things fail for the the bad people because they're able to spread more information. But I just hope this is a big lesson to the government that we need to step up. But also in Illinois, you guys need to be aware of this because if you signed up for the unemployment via the portal, there was a huge, huge uh, exploit on the website. Exploit meaning that there was a big uh, opening, a side door, be it. Uh, that you were able to via, I don't remember, they they walked through it, I don't want to break it down in here, but by accessing the Illinois Unemployment Portal, there was a way where you could access everybody's private information, including social security numbers, your basic government information, everything that you sign up for unemployment. People were able to see everybody who signed up through it. Now, a constituent contacted a, uh, I think it was a member of the House in Illinois, and they were able to talk to the governor's office, and they fix that opening but what's scary is we don't know how long that opening was there uh nor uh if there were any people who were bad people that had access to that information for a little bit obviously a lot of people wouldn't know what to do with that information but there are terrible just bad people out there that will take advantage of you no matter what even in a pandemic state that we're in so the fact that this was open worries me a bit, but if you have filed for unemployment, just be aware that that was opening. They're not saying anybody accessed it, but just be aware. Keep an eye on all of your bank statements, on everything to make sure that you are fully protected. Uh, let's continue on. Uh, this one's just, I'll, I'll tap on it and then we'll move on. Uh, Google, the U.S. government is suing Google for uh, monopolizing online ads. They're saying that Google has too much power and control over what uh, online ads are played, but that that story, while interesting, is not what I want to touch base on. What I want to touch base on is the a quote that came out of it. According to uh, the people who are looking into Google, they believe that Google has seven thousand data points on just about every human being alive. 
That is insane. What is a data point? A data point is basically like just a little fact about you. I like the color blue. That's a data point for Google. And you have to understand that. I've talked about this 10,000 times. Uh, the number one thing that people want in the world of digital is information. Information is the greatest thing that advertisers and everybody wants because with that information, you can specifically target exactly who you want to target, how they would react to things. So, like, I want to target a new perfume. I know that women in this age group will like it. I know that women in this age group of this race will like it. And I know that people of this age, of this race, of this age group, I think I did age group twice, uh, react better to ads that are that have uh, beautiful men in it. Uh, because of that information, they're able to target things more. And while that might not seem like it may seem harmless at first, the more information companies have on you, the tinfoil hat Corey uh, can lead you to think that they might be able to uh, take that information and use it to control, not control you, but to influence you. So by influence, I'm going to use the Brexit example. Um, they found a bunch of people who didn't vote. And they use that information and use targeted ads to make them angry and mad enough to go out and vote. So influencing might become a bigger deal as we move forward with this. I'm not going to I've already I spoke too much into the, the territory of all of this craziness. But uh, you just have to be aware that your information is like the money maker. Everybody wants that information. But the fact that Google has 7000 points, data points on every human being alive insane very very insane i hope if anything this report that they're doing uh will get out some more information on what exactly google is doing uh next up americans still don't trust self-driving cars this one is mind-blowing to me uh, nearly three in four americans 75 percent of americans say that autonomous vehicle technology is not ready for prime time about 48% said they would never get into a taxi or ride-sharing vehicle that was self-driving. Another 20% think autonomous vehicles will never be safe. Only 34% think advantages of automated vehicles will outlay the disadvantages. And only 18% are eager to get on a wait list for the first automated vehicle. I'm excited for automated vehicles. There's nothing more exciting to me than thinking about uh, I hop in a car and I say, drive me to Florida and I'll just sleep into the car the whole time. Don't have to worry about hotels. Just drive straight through and keep going. I think stuff like that is awesome, but it's also very interesting. The number of people that are worried about it. Seventy five percent think it's not ready for prime time. I would really want to break down that uh, that whole article and that whole report and see age groups because I feel like the older you get, the more you don't want to do it. And the younger you get, the more you're interested in it. But uh, very, very interesting stuff. Let's hit some small ones, then we'll take a break. Uh, let's start with this one. This one is the powerhouse of video games. Last week we talked about Grand Theft Auto V. You could get it for free via the Epic Game Store right now. And I said that Grand Theft Auto V is one of the highest rated money makers in entertainment, all of entertainment. And uh, this is another one. Minecraft. Minecraft came out, what, I think 2005, maybe even before that, maybe more than 10 years. Uh, Minecraft is still incredibly popular as sales top $200 million and $126 million play monthly. That is insane. Uh, and then on top of all this, because of COVID, Minecraft saw a 25% increase in new players 
That's crazy. And a 40% spike in multiplayer sessions. So people are playing more. Obviously, that's pretty, uh, I, I think that's pretty obvious as we're at home, we're doing more, we're playing more video games. But uh, Minecraft is still killing it. I don't know anybody in the age group uh, younger than me who hasn't played Minecraft. It's a fun game. It's an open world sandbox. You create towers, you fight zombies and skeletons. It's a fantastic game, but the fact that it's still growing after all of these years is insane, but super, super cool. Uh, finally, if you are a fan of the New York subway system, let me tell you, <laughs> there was a guy who missed riding the subway during all of this, so he created an app called the New York City Subway Sounds. He only has 500 downloads sometime, but if you're interested, you can download it. It is a literal board. You just press a button, and you'll hear the various sounds of the subway, because I know everybody misses the subway. What it doesn't come with, though, is a smell-o-vision, because if it's one thing I know for sure that we're all missing about subways, it is the smell. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll talk about movies, TV shows, whatever we got for the couple minutes we have left. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WM. For 8622. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. I got to move fast because the first segment, once again, as always, I talked way too long. In fact, I think I beat my record for the longest I've ever done segment one. I just had so much news to go over. So we only have a couple minutes, so I got to move fast. And I, I just want to talk about this because I, I don't know. I think everyone's feeling it. We're in a weird world right now with COVID and the stay at home. And uh, it just seems like tensions are getting high. And we all just need to remember we're all in this together. We all need to take a deep breath. We'll get there slowly but surely and never uh, attack people for saying like a person at a store. I, I really hate bullying. And when I see people yell at people at stores for saying, hey, can you use a mask, please? I, I just don't understand that. Just like road rage, I feel like it's the same thing. But we all are in this together. So if you're ever feeling lonely or sad reach out to me, uh, Corey.Wara at MWCRadio.com. I'm always there to chat with people, and I know that, especially in a time where we're all isolating ourselves more, the world can feel smaller and smaller every day. So we're all in this together, and I, I just want, we need something fun. So I have this viral video I found during the week, and I think it just needs to be what we all need to listen to this lady who's clearly intoxicated and just take this advice and adapt it to the world. This is a lady who was interviewed in Florida during uh, they were having some outdoor party, all following the social distance rules and everything, doing a very good job and out having fun with friends. And the reporter interviewed her and just the advice is just perfect. Words to live by. Law enforcement has definitely made their visibility and made people chill out and not be as crazy the cops are doing their job as long as they don't be mean to people who are actually being innocent then i'm all gravy baby yes let us all be gravy baby because if we follow the rules and we watch out for each other i know we'll make it through this i know tensions are rising and there's just this anger we all have this anger and i totally get it but we gotta work together we gotta pull through and remember us geeks especially a lot of us were bullied and picked on growing up we got each other's back. We'll watch each other. We'll talk to each other. Never be afraid to reach out. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to do the controversial top 10 Star Wars films. Complete solution.
Welcome back to the Geek Show on this Memorial Day weekend. As I said earlier in the show, I had to pre-record this way early because I am taking a little mini vacation. It's been a while since I've had a break. And after a while of talking to myself into a microphone, you kind of go a little crazy. So I'll take a little break, but I'll be back next week uh, for sure. I hope you all are having a fantastic Memorial Day show. And I wanted to do something cool. One that I, without a doubt, am guessing that I'm going to get some hate mail on. But I'm doing it anyway. So there are 11, I was about to say 10, but there are 11 Star Wars films altogether, uh, excluding animated shows, and I'm including live action only, and including the spinoffs Han Solo and Rogue One. And I wanted to do a top 10 list of Star Wars. Now, obviously... There are 11 films, so one of them is not even going to make the list. So first, let's get that out of the way before we go into the official top 10 Star Wars films of all time. Because number 11 goes to a film that I want to pretend doesn't exist. I hate every second of this movie, and uh, I think the last 20 minutes of it is good. Now, my hatred for it might be because I went through a breakup during the time that this movie came out, and it is a very love-centric film, and that, of course, is Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, one of, if not the worst, no, it is, the worst Star Wars film ever made, and it's not even a film. It's just garbage. The love story in it's weird, and the last 20 minutes is cool. There's lots of fighting and stuff, but if you're going to base a movie's awesomeness just on 20 minutes, it uh, might not be worth your time. So that's why I have it on the list. So let's pretend that that movie doesn't exist and we'll do the top 10. Well, I should say this is the official top 10 Star Wars films of all time, according to The Geek Show. I am ready for some hate mail, believe me. Number 10. Something inside me has always been there. And I was awake. And I need help. I've seen this raw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Yeah, so that quote at the end there, by the way, that's Star Wars The Last Jedi, a.k.a. Episode 8. And I think that last quote sums up the movie, which is let the past die and move on. This movie was weird. It, it was it came out in a weird time of, ah, I'm not really so much of a Star Wars fan as I thought I was anymore. I kind of grew out of it. Not that I'm saying it's for kids or anything. Not at all. I love some of the mythos behind it. I love the extended universe. But I, I started seeing that Disney was taking over and they're kind of making it a more kid-friendly and just uh, the humor was really weird. But here's the thing about the movie. A lot of people hate this movie and say this is the death of Star Wars right here. It got even so bad to the point where people were attacking the actors and actresses in the movie saying, you ruined Star Wars. I wasn't a big fan of this movie. I know some people are. There are some diehards who love it and there are others who don't. I fall in the don't category, but I don't hate on anyone. What I respect about this movie so much is that it took all of your expectations and then threw it out the window and did something completely different. And I respect that. And as we'll talk about in a little bit here, I wish they continued that trend because then I would probably respect the movie more. But this movie was a little bloated. There was some scenes in there that was like, really, do we need that? And the whole thing took on it took place on a spaceship. I don't know. It was a, a movie that I just did not really enjoy. And I walked away not excited. I will say it has one of, if not the better uh, lightsaber fights 
in any of the Star Wars films. So that's why it's so low on my list. Number nine. Number nine can be summed up by one single song from the soundtrack. I think you know what it is. Yes, so that, of course, is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Why is it so low on this list? Well, because it's a bad movie. <laughs> the writing was kind of horrible, and the special effects were great, and it came out at a time when I was young, really, really young, and I was excited to see movies. This is really the era that got me into movies, so it holds a special place in my heart because it really uh, got me into Star Wars fully. Seeing that lightsaber fight with Darth Maul when he has the double lightsaber, I'll never forget that feeling in the theater i was excited i was like what's gonna happen and then it, it was just a good good time when i was young now that i'm older and i've taken some film courses i'm like this is a terrible movie why did i ever like it but i i think it's still a good place that for kids will enjoy it but overall it just wasn't a good movie number eight my boy i have been every voice ever heard inside your head <laughs> yeah so that is star wars episode 9 the rise of skywalker and here's my thing i had it as number 10 which was the last jedi you remember how that movie took everything and shook it up and then threw it out and said okay this is star wars this is how we're going this is the movie that should be retitled star wars um, actually, and um, actually, because everything that they took in The Last Jedi, everything that they did differently, they destroyed Ry uh, Kylo's uh, helmet, they uh, destroyed Luke's lightsaber, I mean, crazy, crazy things. They're like, um, actually, that didn't happen. Or, um, actually, you remember that thing that we did? Yeah, never mind, we're reversing that. The movie felt more like a backpedal, uh, backstep, uh, to fix all the errors, and I put that in quotations, of the last movie. And overall, I thought it was really disrespectful to the director of The Last Jedi, because it was kind of like they are falling into that hole that is the, the fandom of Star Wars, uh, following the geek community for a long time. I know that the geek community and fandom can be crazy and hectic. And when you sacrifice artistic integrity, I feel like you're not necessarily getting a film as much as a script-by-script fan film so overall i was disappointed i i did not like the ending to it i thought emperor palpatine was weird i thought it, the, the nostalgia in it was weird it really felt like this movie was rushed and that's too bad because i think they could have ended it on a really good note and i think they could have gone crazy with it take the things from the previous movie and and just go with it but instead disney had to fix it and it, it kind of turned out into a meh film number seven number seven probably goes to one of the first ones that i'll get yelled at take a listen to this i have something here for you your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough but your uncle wouldn't allow it he feared you might follow old obi-wan on some damn fool idealistic crusade like your father did sir if you'll not be needing me i'll close down for a while sure go ahead what is it it's your father's lightsaber this is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon, but a more civilized age. 
Yeah, so this is Star Wars A New Hope, a.k.a. Episode 4, and I have this so low on the list just because there are a lot of other good movies that I like better than this one. It's nothing against the film. It's a solid film. It's what got me into Star Wars in general, and I think it's a place that everybody, all new Star Wars fans, should start at. I think it's a great place because it's kind of older. The technology doesn't catch up, obviously, but... Also, it's just a good, solid foundation for what you can expect in all of the other movies. So that's why I have it on here. Nothing against the film, but I thought there were others that were better. Number six. Number six goes to a Star Wars movie that when the trailer came out, it blew up. And I mean blew up to the point where people in movie theaters played it multiple times and did frame by frame to just break down the elegance. I put that in quotations of this trailer. Take a listen to this. The dark side. And the light. Yeah, so that was the teaser trailer for Star Wars The Force Awakens, a.k.a. Episode 7. Now, are you ready to feel old? That teaser trailer came out November 28, 2014, six years ago. That is insane. But here we are. Uh, I'll never forget, when this trailer first came out, I started working at this station in promotions for the very first time, and I'll never forget the number of people running back and forth talking about it. Uh, I heard one of my old bosses say, yeah, in the meeting that we were having, we all stopped and watched the trailer. I mean, there were cults around just this trailer and everybody talking about it. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, they people have, in fact, broken down that trailer and said, well, if you look at the angle of this, they're obviously hinting at it just started the new craze of fandom that we're in right now. I thought the trailer was so perfect. It hit just the right nostalgia marks. It hit just the right mystery. And I think the movie did that. I really enjoyed Star Wars The Force Awakens, where there's some missteps, of course, but there are always missteps with movies. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great, solid story. It was uh, obviously a little heavy on the nostalgia, but I think they needed that in the first movie just because it had been so long since we got anything new Star Wars. And, yeah, overall, solid, solid film. It's just sad what the movie's turned into because I think Ray is a fantastic character and all of the characters in that movie could have made a better film than what we got in the long run. But number six, Force Awakens. And with that, you guys, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll finish our top ten Star Wars movies of all time. I know I'm, I'm already imagining the hate mail that I'm going to get for this list. Uh, just a quick recap. Number ten went to The Last Jedi. Number nine went to Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Number eight went to The Rise of Skywalker. Number seven went to Star Wars A New Hope. And number six went to Star Wars The Force Awakens. If you're wondering, there are 11 films out there. Star Wars Episode Two, I did not include on this list because it's a top 10 list and because it should not exist. It's a terrible movie. With that, you guys are going to take a break. We get back. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook, Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, this is the last part of the show. We're finishing up, wrapping up our top 10 Star Wars films of all time. A quick recap. Number 10 went to The Last Jedi. Number 9 went to The Phantom Menace. 
Number eight went to Rise of Skywalker. Number seven went to New Hope. And number six went to The Force Awaken. Where do we go from here? Well, number five. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver. I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? Yeah, so number five goes to Solo, A Star Wars Story. And I know this one will cause controversy because it was panned in the box office, did not make a lot of money. A lot of people said this is what killed Star Wars. And on top of it all, this movie specifically did so bad in the box office, it caused Disney to take a step back and be like, okay, we can't treat Star Wars like the Avengers and have multiple movies come out every year. We need to take our time, step back, and have a clear path on where we want to go with it. And I think that's always good. But here's the thing. I really enjoyed Star Solo, a Star Wars story. Now, there are two theories as to why. One is that, hey, it's a really good movie. It's fun. It's quirky. It's over the top. And it's just, it's just fun. But take out Star Wars, and then you'll have fun. The other side of it is, is that I had such low expectations for this movie. Like, Literally, low, low, low expectations for this movie. So when I walked in, I was expecting to hate it, and I walked away loving it. Now, that could just be a psychological trick, that you walk in one way, and then when you have fun and see it, everything's great, and you feel great. I don't know, but I really enjoyed this film. It has everything you want. There's a heist. There is uh, Star Wars references. There is a shower scene with Chewbacca and Han Solo. I mean, it literally has everything you want. I know there are people out there who write fanfics about hooking up with Chewbacca. Hey, I'm not here to judge, but that's there for you. But the only critique I have for this movie is that uh, one of the things I really like about Han Solo is that there is a uh, an air of mystery. And when it comes to Disney, Disney likes to tell everybody everything. They don't want any mystery. Uh, they want to know that they, they have a plan for everything. I mean, if you look at the Avengers, they have a plan for everything. The movie did not need to tell us how Han Solo got his name or how he beat the Kessel Run in, in the time that he did. They really didn't need to. And in fact, I think that kind of hurts the overall character because Han Solo is this liar grifter type. And we're like, oh, is he telling the truth? I don't know, but he's cool. And this kind of takes away some of that. But overall, I had a fun time with the. But overall, I had a fun time with this film, and I think you will too. That is Solo, a Star Wars story. Number four. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No. Try not. Do. Or do not. There is no try. Very wise words from Master Yoda. That was Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. And I know the hate mail is going to continue because this is a lot of people's favorite Star Wars movie. And I liked it. I had fun. I just have a better connection with the other ones. It's a great film. Uh, the scenes with uh, Yoda and Luke training is fantastic. The overall story is great. Han Solo turns into Carbonite in this movie. It's a really, really good film. I got to speed up a little bit so I won't stay too long. But definitely worth your time. That is episode... Five, the Empire Strikes Back. Number three. Vader, this is an unexpected pleasure. We're honored by your presence. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. I'm here to put you back on schedule. I assure you, Lord Vader, my men are working as fast as they can. Perhaps I can find new ways to motivate them. I tell you that the station will be operational as planned. The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. But he asks the impossible. I need more men. Then perhaps you can tell him when he arrives. 
Yes, that was Star Wars Episode Six. I'm sorry, I gotta move fast because I'm running out of time. Fantastic film. This one, I think, secured me as a geek for the rest of my life. I watched this about a billion times when I was little, and I love everything about it. I think a lot of my philosophy comes from this movie. Good versus bad bad turning good and that there's always good in people no matter what it is beyond a perfect wrap for a perfect series of movies very very good that is star wars episode six return of the jedi fun fact it was going to originally be called revenge of the jedi but george lucas said well wait jedis don't seek revenge so they called it return of the jedi super super cool number two Number two goes to a Star Wars film that holds a great, great place in my heart for several reasons. We'll play the clip, then we'll talk about it. Master Windu. I take it General Grievous has been destroyed then. I must say you're here sooner than expected. In the name of the Galactic Senate of the Republic, you're under arrest, Chancellor. Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? The Senate will decide your fate. I am the Senate. Yeah, so that was Star Wars Episode Three. A lot of people don't like this movie. There are a ton of memes that came out of this movie, but I love this movie for two reasons. First, the bad guys win, and as soapy as it was, I really love the film. It was a fantastic way to show the fall into evil and just the rise of the Emperor. But the second reason is that it was my very first midnight movie ever. I went with my my poor mother, actually went out with me, uh, survived the lines. I mean, we waited in long lines to see this movie at midnight. People were dressing up. It was a lot of fun, and it's something I will never, ever forget. So my mother, if you're listening... Thank you. Uh, that is a memory that I will cherish forever. That is Star Wars Episode Three. I really love that movie. Here's number one. If the Empire has this kind of power, what chance do we have? What chance do we have? The question is what choice? Run, hide, plead for mercy, scatter your forces. You give way to an enemy this evil with this much power, and you condemn the galaxy to an eternity of submission. Time to fight is now. Yes, number one goes to a spin-off Star Wars movie. I know, not even one of the mainline ones. That, of course, is Star Wars Rogue One, without a doubt my favorite Star Wars film of all time. It's a little bloated in the beginning, and I will totally agree with you. But after that, after the halfway point, it catches up, and it is so stinking good. So I love this film because it just goes on its own. It feels different. It feels like a grittier Star Wars film. It's a war. It has a fantastic uh, space fight, spaceships fight scene. I, I really want just a Star Wars movie that is all about spaceships flying as fast as they can blowing things up jumping into warp drive and just ah, oh, give me that movie please but i also have to say it has one of the best if not the best scenes in any movie i have ever seen and that comes at the very end it gave me something i had chills it's very hard for movies to give me chills but this movie did it for me when i was in my late 20s i mean i was working at the station when this movie came out and that was at the very end of the film there is a scene where darth vader shows his true colors fighting wise it is dark it is gritty there is a lot of death and it is so stinking good because in my opinion disney and even the previous star wars movies have taken out the scariness of darth vader darth vader should be scary he is immensely powerful we should be very very worried about him and this scene uh, just thinking about it gives me chills it shows off who he really is. So that is why it's my number one. It is a fantastic film. And that is it. That is the Geek Show for the week. Have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. Check out some Star Wars films. Catch up on life. 
reach out to people, say hi, how you doing, and I'll see you all next week. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WGNS.